hey, you are wildly capable of great things. So take a deep breath, let it out. You've got this. I want to tell you guys today about Brandlink Media, a female-owned digital agency with years of experience working with businesses in Oklahoma and beyond on their branding, web design, email marketing, copywriting, and more. Remember, you are wildly capable of great things and Brandlink Media is cheering you on. Visit www.brandlinkmedia.com to schedule a free consultation. Link in our show notes. It's my pleasure to introduce today Emily Strickler, who is co-founder of Toast Design Studio, a studio specializing in branding and user experience. Emily, tell us about a few defining moments of your life. Um, yeah, so spoiler or behind the scenes, I guess, for anyone who hasn't listened to the other interviews, um, you did send these ahead of time and these questions are very challenging. <laughs> um, so defining moments, I think number one would actually be meeting my business partner. Mm. Um, it's kind of interesting. So Tiffany and I co-founded Toast Design Studio together but we actually met in undergrad um, at OU. We were both in the same design program and we actually kind of accidentally ended up paired up on a group project and I was constantly late for class. So <laughs> Tiffany was, I think, a little stressed, like, oh, it's going to be one of those group projects. Um, but it ended up being a really magical experience for us. We worked so well together. Um, I think there were like 16 or 18 people in our class. So everyone was partnered up. And by the end of the project, I think we were the only ones not at each other's throat and wanting to like completely throw the project out the window. So, um, yeah, no, it's weird, but this class project and meeting her through class ended up changing the entire course of my life. I, I would never, I don't think I would have ever gone into business on my own. The thought of having to run a business by myself horrifies me. Um, so yeah, meeting my best friend and business partner, future business partner, yeah, um, was probably one of the most defining moments of my life in terms of like a singular event kind of affecting the entire course of where everything is going. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit more about your dynamic with her and maybe some like examples of what, you know, made you guys click and, um, you know, how you guys handle conflict when it arises, because I know that's inevitable in a business. So we'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, of course. I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, I'm saying I would never go into business by myself. And I feel like a lot of people almost have the opposite experience where maybe they did go into business with a partner and it ended very badly. So I, I actually know, I think more people now that are like, oh, I would never be in a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Tiffany and I, we kind of clicked because I think we're both very honest people about ourselves and about others, but we're also, we're not um, jerks. I don't, I don't know if swearing's allowed here, but we're not jerks to people either. So I think there's a difference between being honest and being an asshole to people. And we've always had a really good balance individually. And then with each other of being able to admit if we ourselves are wrong or feeling like comfortable saying, Hey, I think this needs to change or, Hey, this is something different. That's not to say we haven't 
had fights or we don't get frustrated with each other. Um, I think our significant others probably deal with the brunt of that whenever we are frustrated with each other. But I think we also have enough self-awareness to realize that it's not going to help anyone to be very emotional and come into a situation like mad at each other. It's kind of the same way with family, I feel like, where it's like, you can be comfortable enough to be honest with someone, but you also know that person's ticks. And you know that if you say things in a certain way or do things a certain way, it's not going to you know, and in a productive result. Um, it is interesting because we we do very much mix our friendship with our business, which I think is another thing that a lot of people are very scared of. But for us, like toast is our passion and, and what we do is our passion. And so our lives and our interests kind of fuel that. There's not a huge separation between like the work-life balance. So I think just being aware, like the courtesy you would give your friend, I think is the courtesy you would give a business partner, but then the honesty and comfort you would have with a friendship, I think makes sense in a a business partner context as well. It's also kind of like having a second marriage a little bit too, because you have shared assets. You have to be comfortable to have conversations about finances, just like you would in a marriage. Um, You need to be able to have difficult conversations if they, they come up. And we have had those instances, but I feel like most of the time we both go in very like, oh no, this is going to be like very upsetting. But then we talk it out and our concern and love for each other kind of makes sure that we're never like crossing a line that feels like something we couldn't come back from. That was a very rambling response, but hopefully that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And honestly, like I'm just in awe of it. Um, My dad is actually in business with his lifelong best friend as well. Like they grew up next door to each other. Like they were born like a week apart in houses next door to each other. So they literally have not been away from each other very much in their lives. And I just am in awe of any friendship that can truly function as a business as well. It's like such a lucky thing to be grateful for in my opinion um because I would love to have a business partner that I could share all of that with you know and just share the successes and the and the losses all those things together well tell me a little bit more in your creative career path how you stay inspired and where do you go when you're like drained and needing more inspiration yeah um I mean one way is having a business partner. Honestly, I think we challenge and push each other in ways that's really nice. Tiffany's expertise is more in the like print design and traditional design. And mine is a little bit more in digital um, and like websites, things like that. So it is nice having a person that you can bounce things off of. So if I'm sometimes I get kind of stuck in my own head, especially when I'm building a website where I'm like, I know the coding that it will take to get something to happen. So sometimes I won't challenge myself design-wise because I know that it's going to be very challenging coding-wise. And so having someone there that I can go to that I trust their opinion and be like, hey, what would make this page more interesting? And knowing that I can rely on her to help me with that stuff and push me when I wouldn't push myself definitely helps when I'm feeling like drained or kind of tapped out. Um, But I think kind of counter to what a lot of um, designers, I think I I know a lot of designers and creative entrepreneurs that find inspiration from their own field or like reading entrepreneurship books or reading stuff and being very, I guess, knowledgeable about what's current in their field. And for me, I find that much more draining and much more stressful. And I find myself more likely to like copy what I'm seeing out there, if that makes sense. Um, 
I honestly find a lot more inspiration from other mediums. YouTube, like I'm not a um, motion designer or into video or production or anything like that. But watching like YouTubers and seeing, especially, I feel like there's a generation right after me that's very comfortable with video and motion and thinking creatively in that way. So when I watch YouTube, I feel so, so inspired by all the creators that are out there, whether it's comedy, something silly, or even like makeup tutorials, whatever. I find all of that stuff really inspiring in the way that people put together content that resonates with a massive audience that they've literally just built from scratch on their own. They don't have this built-in base. They've just connected with people. Um, so YouTube's a big one for me, but I love other things, comic books. I watch a lot of anime, which I'm kind of open about because I feel like people should know that it's not just like weird mouth breathing nerds that there are normal people that are into that stuff too um but like anime comic books things like that that really inspired me when I was a kid still inspire me as an adult as well and I think there are things that I reference that um are really outside of my field a lot of times I love that you go to the periphery to get inspiration. That's so, like, it makes a lot of sense, and it's an answer I haven't gotten yet. So that's just a really interesting idea. Um, so for our next question, when you look at your future, what do you see? And do you have any big projects, goals, anything you want to accomplish? This is a little... Um overwhelming for a question I think I am a person that very much lives in the future so I'm constantly thinking about the future um in terms of like big goals though I I don't know like toast has been the goal for so long our biggest goal for so long was just getting both of us to be full-time toast started as a side hustle for us um and so the biggest goal for so long was just, can we both make the jump and have it be sustainable? We really believe in a slow growth model. So, you know, even though we'd see other people that we knew or other people in the field, competitors, whatever, that would pop up and get really big, really fast, we saw them disappear just as quickly. So we've been really building slower for a while so that we'd have this really solid foundation. But this year, actually, Tiffany made the jump to full time. I made the jump a couple of years ago and then I had a baby this year. Um, and so Tiffany was like, well, I kind of have to make the jump now. And so we've just hit a really, really big milestone. So I think this is the first time in a really long time that we're kind of looking at like, oh, like what is next? Like what are our goals? And obviously there's always this stuff like being able to give yourself a bigger paycheck, things like that. But I think this is the first time that we're really considering like, oh, we, we want to have more people we want to be able to support people and creatives and provide the opportunity that we didn't see in Oklahoma whenever we started our company I mean part of why we started it was because our um, industry was very overwhelmed with men there's a design bro stereotype that was very prevalent um, on the scene whenever we graduated college and so we wanted to create a studio that you know our beliefs and our personality made sense in um, and we want that environment to be there for other people as well so so far, I'm pretty sure every single one of our, we, we've had contract employees and we've had interns and they've all been women so far, which is very, very exciting for us. Um, it's not something that was common, like I said, when we were coming out of school. Um, so I think continuing that and continuing to create an environment and a space that young women, women in this um, field feel really comfortable and able to thrive is definitely a goal and something that we want to be focused on in the next five to 10 years. Um, in terms of 
loftier future stuff. Um, I think we have started to kind of niche down a little bit in terms of the um, organizations we work with. We still work with small businesses, particularly ones that are really passionate about what they do. Um, but I think we'd love to work with more community organizations, higher ed organizations that are really, they're doing the work to change the world and we just get to support them, which makes us feel really excited. Um, and it's easy to work with people that are like passionate and do cool stuff because you want to help them, you want them to succeed. So I think those are the big goals for me in terms of, you know, career, leaving a mark, making a difference, at least for the next five to 10 years. It's so cool that you can make a difference just doing what you're already doing. Um, I think that's so special and, again, something else that's really lucky about what you're doing. Um, So tell us about your proudest moment so far in your business. Okay, I think this was actually the most challenging um, question that you sent me. (laughs) Um, So like I said, I am a person that's kind of always looking at the future, the next task, the next to do. So I don't spend, honestly, maybe to a fault, I don't spend a lot of time like looking at like, oh, we succeeded in this thing or, oh, this is a really cool thing we did because I feel like I'm always on to the next thing. So I probably should take more opportunity to, you know, feel proud of the stuff that we have going on. Um, But on a personal level, I think exactly what I just said, the fact that we've we've made the dream happen for ourselves and it felt so far away for so long that it's like, like there were, have definitely been moments, especially since I came back from maternity leave where I'm like, Oh shit. Like we are both working in an office together, like at the same time, all day workday, this is our full-time job. And, and knowing that we were able to create that with no help and like, we never had to borrow money and we never had to like, like we did it all ourselves. No one else really like gave us the solution. We figured everything out as we went along. That feels really, really cool, especially again, when the industry looked very different five to 10 years ago. Um, And honestly, this is a little shady, but our professors were not super supportive of us staying in Oklahoma. They weren't super supportive of us starting our own business. Um, even like the name of our business, Toast, like the idea of people coming together, celebrating, not into that either. And the fact that we've been able to kind of prove people that didn't think we had a chance wrong feels really, really good. And it makes me really proud to be able to say, like, you can make a difference in Oklahoma. You can make the job that you want exist in a place like Oklahoma. Um, there's so much opportunity here. And I think people get distracted by things like Austin being right next door where everything's kind of there for you to go and the job exists already and the career exists already and there is an environment that's suitable for you already um so making our vision for what we wanted to exist here i think is something that i'm most proud of and and just overcoming the things that people kind of told us would hold us back um feels really really good again in kind of a shady way but like (laughs) i gotta be honest with you um no, it feels, it feels really good to have accomplished everything we set out to do. 100 Magazine is a publication featuring 100 wildly capable women in Oklahoma City. Buy the magazine to read all 100 interviews at 100mag.com. 
Wildly Capable Woman podcast is produced by Sugar Free Media. You can check out our daily news podcast, News Du Jour, for a calmer space to consume the news. Music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Please consider rating and reviewing this podcast if it meant something to you to help us reach other wildly capable women.